Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. Welcome back to another episode of The Feminine Genius. On this episode, I sit down with Colleen Umali, a photographer and a biotech researcher. Growing up, Colleen had dreams of going to medical school and becoming a doctor. But like many, the Lord had other plans for her, plans that she couldn't have dreamt up for herself. And not only that, but these plans brought together different aspects of her life that might have otherwise been kept separate. On this episode, we talk about her love for photography, the plans that she originally had for herself, and how God asked her to sacrifice them for something even greater. Thank you for allowing us into your work. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, we're recording out of uh, stem cell technologies right now, so this is <laughs> this is super exciting. This is Colleen's place of work. But I was wondering if you could first start by introducing yourself and telling listeners what it is that you do. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Colleen. I work here at Stem Cell. Recently graduated two years ago. Um, I came to stem cell as a co-op and they hired me back later on. Basically, I work in this biotech where we do research and my field of research is stem cell to kidneys. So we try to grow kidney cells from stem cells and then we make products out of this to help other researchers in their own labs or in other biotechs to help mm. with their um, drug screening, just to advance science, really. Science rules. <laughs> yes. And then in terms of your faith journey, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that and maybe like alongside that, how science kind of came into that and how they kind of work together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I did not expect to be here, first of all. Mm -hmm. I pretty much grew up wanting to go into medicine and having that desire really placed in my heart, and I knew it was from God. So the past 20 years of my life was me trying to get there to med Mm -hmm. school and really, especially in university, just putting myself into schoolwork and extracurriculars, and that really took a toll on me I would just always feel like I wasn't good enough and that I wasn't trying hard enough or being like all the other smart people out there. My family, we were also really very Catholic, so I, was, I grew up in a Catholic community as well. I think it was at a retreat. My prayer was, Lord, I just want to go deeper. I just want to know your will because mm-hmm. I feel like you put me in this field, this medicine, but it feels like I'm not doing enough to get there. And, you know, when you ask the Lord for virtues, he doesn't really give it to you. He gives you opportunities to grow in it. Mm. So over the next few years throughout university, I felt the Lord really 
calling me to trust him. And it started out in little things or little yeses. So basically like saying yes to a bigger commitment in youth group and community. I realized I was okay with giving God kind of just some parts of me, but you know, my biggest desires, I was holding that pretty close. I was mm-hmm. just saying, oh God, I want this, but can you help me get there? But one day, I guess I heard him tell me, you have been faithful and the smaller yeses, but I just want you to give me this big thing that's on your heart. And that by that time, I was just so tired of trying, always so anxious about school and schoolwork. So I'm like, fine, just take it. Just like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. You do whatever. I'm just going to chill here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I gave him that big part of me. And since then, I felt so much more peaceful. Like this big weight was lifted off me. And then when I was able to give that up, when I was able to surrender that is when God really began to work. He gave me a co-op job, which led to me getting this job. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even have to do anything. They just called me and they asked me to show up for an interview. So God literally just paved the way for everything. And that's how I ended up here. And I haven't looked back ever since. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great feeling knowing that I'm exactly where God wanted me to be at this season of my life Mm -hmm. and there are days when I'm like why do you even put that desire for med school in my heart when you weren't even going to fulfill it or I wasn't even going to end up there but I really did feel him say that it wasn't about you know getting there it wasn't about the destination it was about how your heart changed throughout that process so I think that was the biggest thing I learned and then now I'm here, so <laughs> surprise. Yeah. And I think I love that too, just because you were saying how he blessed you and he was like, you know, you've been faithful through the little yeses. And mm-hmm. what that makes me think of is the story of Abraham and Isaac. Yes. Know? And it's like, are you ready to give up your only son? Are you ready to give up the one big, like capital B, big desire in your heart and hearing the relief that washed over you, like as you're telling me this, after you had surrendered that to him, is really extraordinary. It's really powerful. Yeah, it was really funny because that was the verse that led me to just give it up to him. He had to repeat that verse to me three times in a span of one week through different people (laughs) for me to say, okay, this is not a coincidence. I really, God is really calling me to just mm-hmm. give up my Isaac, which is my career and mm-hmm. holding on to my future. And now that you're here working at Semsol and you're working on some pretty remarkable sciencey things, I was wondering what your most favorite part about the work that you do is. I really love the little details about my job, things mm-hmm. that God gave that I never really expected. Mm-hmm. One of it is that I really love photography. And I thought when I start a nine to five job, I really won't be able to do a lot of that. But here I get to take pictures of my little kidney babies and it looks so cool. And just being able to do that is just something I never thought I'd be able to do. And I also really love the people. God really blessed me with such a great environment, really supportive friends. And one of the people on my team before she moved to another job 
was actually a friend, a Catholic friend. So it really helped me get grounded in Mm -hmm. a science field. Great. And I'm glad that you touched on that just because that's something that I definitely wanted to ask about. A lot of times society especially looks at Catholicism or faith and science and Mm -hmm. everything around that as conflicting or challenging each other. And I was wondering what some of the challenges have been for you in your work, especially when it comes to living out your faith. I think going into this field, there is a gray area because stem cell research, it could be controversial in our faith. So before I started, I really had to research about if what we were doing was ethical and if it was in line with the Catholic teachings. And thankfully, it was. Stem cells, you could get them from more than just the embryos, which people might not know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot from patient tissues or mice even, or you can even get your skin cell and then turn it into a stem cell. So we're doing a lot of that, which I'm thankful for. So I don't really have to feel guilty about, you know, breaking any Catholic beliefs. And I think that's interesting, too, just because whenever I hear the word stem cell, especially in recent years with the way that science has been advancing, definitely, like, it wasn't until you mentioned that just now, I was like, okay, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that you could do so much more with a stem cell than just go for the embryo, which is typically what a lot of people put the spotlight on. Mm -hmm. So it's good to be aware of that. And Have you found it difficult sometimes to talk to maybe other Catholic friends or your family or just other people that you come in contact with when it comes to talking about your faith in the context of your work? Well, I think when I first started, they really just wanted to know if it was in line with the Catholic teachings. And once I looked that up and Mm -hmm. researched that and told them it was and it was okay, they accepted it and trusted me. My parents do not understand what I do, so they just go along with it. It's also discerning what is good science and what is not. Mm -hmm. I remember reading a paper, and it was such a beautifully done paper. Basically, what happened was they used these baby fetuses, and they were able to look at the different organs and then the blood vessels and it was very intricate and it was amazing but when I read the the paper in detail they actually used aborted fetuses which was horrible and I was just I like almost cried at my desk just like Mm -hmm. reading that so it's just really being careful in this field of science as a Catholic how far would I go for science Mm -hmm. and still keep my faith yeah absolutely Have you found different ways to evangelize, like, while you're at work? I mean, you were mentioning earlier that you had a friend who was here who was also Catholic, which I'm sure must have been a real relief now that she's moved on and whatnot. What has that been like to try and live out your faith? For the time she was here, it was really great because it's hard for me personally I'm not very expressive with my faith. If if somebody asks, yeah, sure, I will tell them. But for me to reach out, it takes a lot more effort. So having her there was really nice because I remember we would talk about what we would give up for Lent. And we would talk about this in front of everybody at the lunch table and all our friends. 
and she was giving us sweets. I was giving up Netflix. You were sharing stories, how hard it is. And our friends were just genuinely curious. They were like, oh, what's Lent? How many days? 40 days. Are you kidding me? No, it's just it opens up a conversation. And we do talk about when we go to mass or we even went to adoration once together. Hmm. So it was nice to have that support. We also get to play a little music in the lab. So some days we would blast hill songs. So <laughs> it's just the little ways. Mm-hmm. And I wear usually wear a cross on my neck. And I was working one time and there was this one co-worker and she came up and she asked me, She's like, oh, are you Christian? I see that beautiful necklace on your neck. And it was just a, the opening I needed to tell her, yeah, I'm Catholic. And we had a good conversation. So it's just little things like that. And all mm-hmm. my friends know I'm Catholic. And we talk about things sometimes, and I feel comfortable bringing it up with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like subtle evangelization. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with, like, I'm not wearing it today either, but, like, I've got a whole cluster of saint medals that a lot of people like to ask about so yeah just little things like that conversation starter exactly yeah one of the things that I know you for is photography like you're super (laughs) into that you're very good at it too so I just wanted to express that like I love the photos (laughs) that you take and you're mentioning that you were taking photos of your little, I think you described them as kidney babies. Yeah. What did you have to take those photos for? It's for presentations, for marketing mm-hmm. materials. We yeah. have a really expensive looking microscope that we get to zoom in on our kidney cells and just take really good high quality photos. And these have gone into marketing material at conferences so it's really cool just to have my work out there mm-hmm. seen by people and to encourage them to buy our products and in terms of photography I mean it's a very maybe different aspect of you because mm-hmm. there's the whole like sciencey part of you and I think what's so beautiful about our human identities is that there, we can have so many of these interests and so many talents as well mm-hmm. like you know you're so good at both things and I was curious to know how you got into photography Mainly as a child, I used to be the only child for 10 years, so my mom would really take photos of me everywhere, anywhere. So I think it just started off as me not wanting to be in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. so I started to pick up the camera and be behind it, and it just, I guess the passion was always just there. just love being outside, being in nature, and that's where I experienced God the most too, just being outside and realizing how small I am and how big and beautiful everything is so Mm -hmm. yeah I get to see God through the lens of the camera I love that Mm -hmm. yeah and some of the photos that you've taken I mean like I follow you on Instagram and some of the photos that you've taken are in some pretty spectacular places and different parts of nature and I was wondering which place has inspired you the most or maybe your favorite place that you've shot at I think I like being on top of mountains. Even in here in BC, we have a lot of great hikes. And just being on top there and just looking down on everything and seeing how big the world is, those are the moments I love the most. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a really far place. Just something like that or a beautiful sunset. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'd stop on the side of the road and take a picture of the sunset. It's just those things, I think. Those are the, yeah, the moments I love the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just where you can see God working or God's handiwork. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
obviously the name of this podcast is on the feminine genius and it's inspired by John Paul II. And I was wondering, just throughout your life, throughout the work that you do, your creative pursuits of photography, how you've seen your own personal feminine genius grow. I think for me, God was really only able to work when I finally surrendered to him. It's only when I was able to really learn how to trust God and surrender to him that he was able to begin working in me. And I think it's a prayer that a lot of us Catholics have. Oh Lord, like help me to trust you more, help me to give you more of my life. And in asking that, we actually have to, you know, put in the effort and really actually do the work to just give ourselves to God. And when we do that, he can do so many amazing things, so many big things and so many little things. Mm -hmm. When I get really nervous about the future, I always just think, well, God hasn't failed me in the past. Like Mm -hmm. there is absolutely no evidence that he's done that before. And every single time I've ended up okay. And I think just knowing that, knowing that God provides and he is really faithful, helps me to just live in the moment every day. I still don't know where I'm going to be five years from now, but there's a sense of peace in my heart because I know I'm going to be okay and I know that I'll figure it out in time. And just living in the moment because this is where he wants me to be and where he's placed me right now. Mm -hmm. And so many times, like I totally relate to that, where I have this desire in my own heart of what it is that I want to do, but also just this sense of maybe impatience and my mm-hmm. heart is like Lord can you just show me like right now yeah. where I'm supposed to be <laughs> and I think that that's really beautiful just kind of tying it back to what you were mentioning earlier like surrendering your Isaac and being able to trust him and remind yourself of his goodness and the fact that he hasn't failed mm-hmm. is very powerful are you able to share like some of the prayers that have helped you to remain open and remain faithful for me, God really speaks through me through Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I follow a lot of Catholic vloggers, blessed is she. I would do daily devos and a lot of that just hits me. I think for me, it's just writing everything down, writing what I think God has spoken to me and mm-hmm. over time, just looking back and seeing how consistent all the messages are. And it didn't make sense in the moment, but now looking through everything, it really did. Everything had a purpose. Every message was fulfilled, really. Mm -hmm. I think that's so rewarding to just being able to to see that, especially since, yeah, like we don't recognize it in the moment, but then after we've given it the appropriate amount of time and being Mm -hmm. able to look back on it, it's just like, okay, like it's kind of like being on that mountaintop where you're like, okay, I can see everything put together. For any people who are interested or planning on going into any type of science field, whether it is like medicine or biotech or anything else, mm-hmm. this is the extent of my science <laughs> knowledge. It's all good. But for anyone who wants to go into that type of field and they have a faith background, what are some things that you suggest when it comes to preparing or doing their research and just making sure that things line up with their beliefs 
Yeah, definitely know where you stand and know where the church stands and ask questions. Ask questions about the company, look into the field you're going, if there are any red flags. I think just always being aware of what's happening because science is always changing, it's always evolving. Mm -hmm. There are lots of new things. Yeah, just being true to your beliefs and if there's something that doesn't seem right, maybe reevaluate. There's a lot of things you can do in science, so and a lot of them are really good and they help a lot of people. So well thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for having me. That was great. Thank you again to Colleen Umali for joining me on this episode. You can learn more about the work that Colleen does at Stem Cell Technologies by checking out their website, stemcell.com. And as mentioned on this episode, Colleen is a talented photographer, and her photos will give you total wanderlust and travel envy. You can check out her work and photos on Instagram. As always, thank you very much for listening to and supporting The Feminine Genius. You can listen to and download the show wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you can listen to them on the go. And you can follow us at FemGeniusPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time, and God bless always.